0: Hey podcast, it's uh, Gary, really excited about today's uh, episode about managing people. It's probably something I'm most passionate about, uh, something I think a lot about, something that is a constant challenge. How do you create a wonderful environment without in, without creating entitlement is something that I've struggled with. On the flip side, I think a lot of people have just terrible uh, cultures and, and don't know how to manage people, so just really excited about this mashup. hope you enjoy it. There's a point, depending on how you build a business, where as soon as you start adding more humans, and so the numbers could be, you know, you could have a billion dollar one person trading that. So when more humans are involved, you have to turn into a leader and a CEO. And that is a very different thing than being the practitioner. Because I don't ever require them or hold them to an expectation that's unrealistic based on the ideology of my selfish ambition. It's a big deal. The other thing that people don't understand is everyone's driven by different shit. Your job, I'll give you such a good piece of advice, bro. You'll love me for this, for real. Take every single person, you have only 25. I'm 980, like I wish I had 25. (laughs) Take 25 people to breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It would literally take you one week. And sit down with them for an hour and a half and start the conversation of what do you want out of this job? Money, cool, I'll start working on it. You're at 80K, you want to make 100, cool. Yes, because you're actually killing it or maybe you don't have the money to do that. Okay, let's just get together in 100 days, here are the things, radical candor, which I struggled with because I'm positive. Hey, here's what I think you're good at, here's what I think you're bad at, here's how you can get to 100. Next person, bro, I need some more work-life balance. I fell in love with this boy, I love him and I'm working 15 hours a day, I just need a a half day on Friday and you're working to two o'clock and I don't want you to think I don't give a fuck. Cool, you got that, Sally, next you will shit what will happen if you listen for an hour and a half. You want to talk about people being fired up? They'll get fired up real quick. You can't give on your terms. First and foremost, you have to realize in a real way, in a non-bullshit way that you work for them. If you do not do that, you've lost. If you think people work for you as the CEO or the founder of a company versus you working for them, you will never ever Ever, 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 zoom in. Ever, ever, (laughs) ever, 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 build a good culture in a company. That's number one. That is religious, that is number one. Got it? Number two, you have to realize that there is no blanket rule. You have to micromanage 330 people's wants, ambitions, and needs on an everyday basis predicated on what else is happening in their lives day after day, month after month, year after year. So what that means is he may be motivated by money. I love when people are like millennials are so zen. and it, I am millennials who literally rather work an extra 20 hours for six more bucks. They love money. And you know, so like you have to figure out what drives them. Is it money? Is it work-life balance? Is it like are they a huge, you know, Chelsea fan, and you buy them random tickets when they aren't looking, and then they're like, "Oh my God, you actually know something about me?" right? You think I pay attention a lot to you guys? I fucking stalk the shit out of my 650 employees on social media. <laughs> I know who fucking loves Tinder. I know who loves Bourbon. I know it all. And so it's very hard to scale one-on-one context with 330 employees. The other thing is you have to build infrastructure. Last Friday I announced a new role that I announced was the most senior role in the company besides me, more senior than AJ, more senior than James Orsini, my right-hand guy, more senior than my CFO, who is Claude Silver who is now my partner basically in the company and she's the chief heart officer. Um, She will help me scale the mapping of one-to-one at scale. Because you know Rick who wants money that 22 to 24 to 27 might want something else when he gets engaged because his partner wants him home on the weekends and he used to want to work and make money and so he would work on Saturday and now he doesn't want to. Or scarier shit that I'm always mentally prepared for which is a tragedy may happen in your family and you have to leave for nine months and you come back shaken. And so you've got to, the only way to build great culture is not only through words that are written on the wall, but in your actions, you have to make every one of those people understand that you care more about them than you want them to care about you. It is the only, <laughs> And, And I swear, I'm trying to do it at a level that's never been done before, but wherever I land is what I will have. If I'm a 92 and the market's a 67, that's incredible. Right? You can't be crippled by the task. What I just said, some people get crippled when I tell them that advice on 13 employees. You got 330, my man. I got 650, like it's tough. But if you do it, you will build great culture. And if you don't, every step of the way that you do less of it, you will have less of that culture. Thank you. You got it. And, And it's about allocating the dollars to the right things. One of the best things I do is the most talented people in my company, if they are not bought into being the bigger woman and bigger man in every situation, I don't care if they're the number one salesperson, the best creative director, they are fucking fired. Right? And you have to be religious about that. The second you let somebody get away with something, you will lose and the meritocracy. We started the company with eight of AJ's friends. Some of them are the number 10 most important and well compensated employee and some of them are number 387. Meritocracy, right? If you take care of your nephew better than somebody who's hustling, you've died. You're done, your culture's broke. You let something besides meritocracy rule. Well, that's very easy. You can do that easily. You've already got the blueprint. guys. One thing that people do very poorly is allocate their time to the shit that matters. If I were you, I'd literally be interviewing people left and right. If you're like, it makes that's a really good answer. What you what you just said was very smart. The fact, first of all, the first thing I would do after, as good as the last thing I told you, better than that, better than that. I mean it, better than that. I would sit down with her and be like, Do you know anybody like you? Winners no winners. If you get real lucky, she'll be like, yeah, I used to work with Karen, she's just like me. My favorite move ever is that move. She makes 130, Susan, Susan's the killer. Karen, you go meet with Karen, she's like, cool, I'll come over, but I need 150. And then how many people don't do it because they don't want Susan to be upset? I'm like, no, no, you give Susan 165. You're all in for an extra 35, but you got what you need people make short term decisions. Mm -hmm. The end, about everything. About fucking everything. (laughs) Everything, everything is short term. Got it? So literally if you spent your next two weeks, you can't imagine what October 1st would feel like if you spent 80% of your energy on the 25 you have to make them whole based on what they like. Some people just want to meet with you once every 100 days to have breakfast to mentor them so they can do it too one day. Cool. And I would try to find those people. Like pour your heart out in video written form on LinkedIn. Just make a post, let it go viral. One person shares it and away you go. And start with her. If she's the killer, ask her to find her. It's offense. I think people say no too often. Because they fear ramifications. I don't think micro losses are scary, and empowering people to make decisions is how you scale. And to me, I've always thought that somebody doing an 86 instead of my 100 is better than not doing it at all. Plus, how am I ever gonna learn if somebody is capable without giving them a chance? Like, eventually, you have to let your kid swim, eventually, you have to let them swing the bat. Um, And so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm completely not driven by fear. And people are. And the reason people don't let people do things is they fear it or they have, I mean, it's ego. A lot of people don't want their understudies or their direct reports or the people they manage to be better at something than them. It's just insecurity. Uh, I'm massively secure in myself, and that I say yes. I give trust at first. You can lose it. People are like, trust is earned. I'm like, cool. That seems fucking slow and egotistical. Like, who the fuck am I to have it earned? You know, like, great. Like, fuck that. Uh, to me, trust is given, and then you lose it if you're a dickface, incapable, incapable. Excuse me, and um, and have proven that you're not you're not worthy of the challenge or the or the role. I think one thing I've noticed, though, that is a counteract to my move is that a lot of times, when you accelerate that too, too soon, people become entitled. They get, they, in the micro, get a little bit of high on their supply and they think they're big shit and they start having egos underneath you. When you were, like, watching my people that I empower with, like, I trust you blindly, then not trust people blindly underneath them is, uh, is heartbreaking, happens often, it is something I'm thinking a lot about. How do you communicate, or how do you distill that same methodology to the people under you, so that it's like a prolonged process? I don't. I I prefer to see what people actually do naturally themselves, than try to micromanage it. I think a lot of people never get a true read on somebody because they've over-manipulated their tasks, and the person is doing exactly what that boss wants. And to me, to me, ultimate scale is allowing people to roam free and expose themselves. It's kind of like that rope, right? I'll give you rope and you can go forever or you can hang yourself with that rope. I think that uh, whatever that analogy is that I've heard in culture I'm sure is what I'm doing which is I'm giving unbelievable amounts of rope and some people will run into perpetuity with it and create enormous amounts of happiness and wealth and success and whatever we do together and others will you know, get tripped up on it and get caught up in their bungee cord and, and lose. Hey guys, so this community means a whole lot to me, but unlike all my other platforms on video and written word, the one challenge with audio is there's no feedback loop, right, and so because of that, I really want to use Twitter as a place for me to get better feedback and engage better with this audience. And so if there's anything on the podcast that stood out, if you have any questions, if there's anything that I can ever help you with, hashtag GaryB, Gary Audio hashtag GaryVee, you know, podcast, whatever you want to use. I'm always scouring the GaryV handle anyway. So, a lot more feedback, a lot more conversation. Just want to get deeper into the trenches with this community. Thanks for listening.